Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 251 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. And today's question is all about presence, which is very hot in the streets these days, isn't it? Uh, Our asker today is on a path to constantly become more present, but in spite of his best efforts, he still feels he could do a better job and that he needs to uh, in order to overcome his racing mind. So let's take a, a different look at what it means to be present and see if doing so can help him view this problem differently. And we will also have a Vibly update after the answer, in which I will share with you a great random act of kindness that one of your fellow listeners has recently offered up to her friends. More on that and how to get involved in Vibly afterwards, though. First, here is the question for today. Long-time meditator here, who just can't stay present. I do believe that my meditation and deep breathing practices have helped me stay more present than most, but there are still so many times when I'm out of touch and not fully in the moment. Maybe this isn't totally possible, and I would want to accept that, but to prevent ruminating and overthinking, I'd like to keep working on this to get as close as I can. All right, Asker, thank you for sending this in, and congratulations on all that meditating. You're a better man than I am. Uh, Been a little too long since I've had a good sit-down, so maybe this is my reminder to do so. So, uh, what stands out to me the most in this question, and what makes me happiest as well, is when you mentioned that you'd want to accept the fact that full presence isn't totally possible, because it isn't. Far from it. Uh, I'm definitely going to get back to that, though. Look, accepting this is going to be key for you, not only because full presence is an impossibility that you can't change, but also because the stress you're creating for yourself over this not terribly important thing is giving you more of a reason to overthink and distancing yourself further from what I assume is the state of mind and presence that you would like to be in. Being more present is nice, but presence presence is also a very hot topic in the self-help industry, and it's on everyone's lips these days, as I said, and, you know, that makes it dangerous. All of a sudden, it becomes another thing to latch on to well, all I need is to become more present, then my life will be better. You know, we we fall into this trap time and again, and this time 
it's particularly cruel because that very thought goes directly against what one would hope to achieve through meditation and present thinking, as it rejects the value of yourself and the value of this moment. Yet the plot thickens. Uh, Thinking ahead to the future is a means of planning what we could do to improve our lives, which might include goals like wanting to be more present. And then similarly, we must look to the past to learn lessons as well, lessons that influence our present and future decision-making. So the thing is, we must abandon the present in either direction we have to, uh, with some frequency, to protect ourselves and make educated decisions. Now, how do we know whether this abandonment of the present is good or bad? Well, that acceptance that we talked about plays a really big part in that. Thinking in fast forward or rewind is healthier the more we accept ourselves as we are and use those lessons from the past and anticipations of the future to supplement who we are right now, rather than aid in the rejection of who we are right now. Uh, I'm sorry if I am putting some of you to sleep with all this talk. I, I would not blame you for falling asleep on me. Um, look, let me well, let me skip ahead to what I think could help you, because I have two ideas for you. One is a challenge, and one is more of a reframe. So we'll start with the challenge. My challenge for you is to change your meditation practice and veer from the classical approach. The rules commonly laid out that many feel they have to follow, otherwise they uh, fail. Try meditating and putting particular emphasis on not politely excusing thoughts like passing clouds. A lot of meditation instruction encourages us to not judge thoughts when they come up, but rather acknowledge them and send them on their way in an effort to get back to the breath. Look, this is fine, but I'm just asking you to try it differently this time. When those thoughts come up, consciously follow them. Don't distract yourself. Don't worry about getting back to the breath. Don't judge yourself. I'm asking you to stick with your thoughts and assess them. You might even do this out loud, or God forbid, you might even do it with your eyes open. But just stick with your thoughts and deliberately observe them. Observe where they come from, how they transition into new thoughts, what stories lie in your thoughts versus what facts lie in your thoughts, what types of answers you're trying to find, the whole nine. Now, second would be the reframe. And the challenge to change your meditation like that, that I just said, it's a good stepping stone into this reframe. You know, in that challenge, I'm not asking you to stop being present. That's the thing. I'm rather asking you to divert your attention to something specific. So staying present, just in a way that's not often considered present. To focus intently on one's own thoughts and watch their every move is to be very present but just to be very present with those thoughts. And our thoughts are a major portion of our present realities, are they not? Presence is not nearly as one-dimensional as many of us make it out to be. That's what I'm saying. And the reason we can never be fully present is not only because of the importance of past and future thinking that I mentioned before, but also because there's simply too much to be present for. Watching your thoughts is being present with your inner workings. There's also what you're experiencing with your five senses. There's listening to people. There's trying to listen to people but having a hard time doing so and presently being aware of your inability to concentrate. You know, and there's a whole lot more. So if you can realize this, you'll probably find that you're a lot more present than you think or at least 
that it's easier to become more present than you think. Because we have infinite opportunity to do so as long as we abandon the idea of being fully present in every way, shape, and form. To me, sustainable presence can be best defined as trying to remain self-aware in at least one way at all times. Now, maybe, maybe you go on a walk and you try to focus intently on the sounds of nature. Maybe you go on the bus and you do some people watching. Maybe when you're out with friends, it's making sure that you keep your phone in your pocket. Smaller goals like these that depend on where and when you're at, these are good places to start, and they will lead to long-term awareness of the decisions you're making and how you can best embrace each moment, and that is good presence. Thanks so much to the asker for sending this question in and trusting us to give some support. And thanks, as always, to you listeners for being here. Uh, I think this was a really important question to take before the idea of presence becomes any more badgered. Uh, It really is a wonderful pursuit to make a habit out of, and it seems to have a lot of benefits for people. But this, this is precisely why it can become something worth obsessing over and thus completely backfire. So continue looking for ways to make presence your own, uh, as you would anything else, uh, rather than trying to keep up with the Joneses or or keep up with the monks in this case. Uh, Presence is not one size fits all, and it is not the last key required to save your life. Nothing is. So take it in stride. And now, everyone for our Vibly feature. Vibly is our online group, which provides listeners like yourselves a chance to help out fellow listeners by sharing pieces of your own advice and personal experiences in response to the prompts that we provide on the platform for you guys. I highly recommend you join via the link in this episode's description if you haven't already, because it really is such a good place to get to know one another, and it's a good place to get to know us hosts too. And for those of you who like to partake in group chats like myself, we even have those too, each one covering a different topic that we cover on our shows. And for today's feature, we will look at one of our most recent prompts, which is about random acts of kindness. We want to know about the best or your favorite random acts of kindness that you've done for others or the world around you. And listener Irene Fortuna has a really impactful way she gives back, especially to her friends. She says, A few days ago, my two best friends had such a big argument that one of them decided not to be friends anymore. I was among them at that time. Because of their selfishness in not apologizing to each other or realizing each other's mistakes, they left each other without any resolution, and I can't interrupt their conversation. Then, I went to the gelato store to buy ice cream. I added a note with a smile on it and gave it to them. In the afternoon, one of them invited us to apologize and resolve their issues amicably. Greg here again, a great example, a great example of how such a simple and sweet, pun, act can make a difference. And uh, we really should do our best not to avoid these types of things out of fear that they will somehow only cause more of a mix-up. I am definitely guilty of that myself sometimes. So here it is. Irene is showing me the way to. It should be said also that in this post, she has a picture of all the delicious gelato from that market. So if you want to do some salivating, all the more reason to join Vibly. Okay, I will leave you to do that now. It's time to wrap up for the day, everybody. Hey, be sure to come on back after the weekend for our Monday episode and have yourself a terrific couple of days. I'll see you on the other side.